Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I am thrilled to have Hanukkah Antonelli here with me. She is an amazing award-winning life and business coach. She's got over 16 years of business experience and she's amazing. We already had such a great chat before we hit record that had nothing to do with business, Um, but I just love chatting with her already. So uh, Hanukkah is from South Africa, but she's lived and worked in London, New York. Um, She was a money broker before settling in Boston. And now she is at the point where she's built two award-winning businesses in under five years, and she helps multiple six to seven-figure business owners up-level the leadership skills to lead and grow impactful teams while focusing on the path to sustainable growth without sacrificing their freedom. That sounds like the dream. So I am pumped to talk about this. We're going to be talking all about um, leadership that helps eliminate team drama and scaling your business with drama-free leadership. You guys know that leadership is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, and I am excited to learn as well alongside you. So I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to kick (laughs) it over to you, let you introduce yourselves to us, Hanukkah, and tell us all about your journey and like why you're so passionate about drama-free leadership. We're just going to dive in and have an awesome chat. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for having me, Laili. I'm so excited to be here and for the audience listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. So yes, I'm originally from South Africa. I worked as a money broker in London and New York. I have had multiple careers and accidentally became an entrepreneur. Like it wasn't an intentional thing at the beginning, which was actually the problem with that first business because I burnt myself out in uh, viewing my business as my baby and never really stepping out of that mindset. And so that is when I first started realizing that I wasn't seeing myself as a leader. If I now look back, I'm like, oh, it's because you didn't see yourself as a leader or a thought leader or a business owner or an entrepreneur, nothing like it was just like, I didn't want to do my nine to five anymore. So let me just take my hobby and make some money out of it. And I was the Pilates instructor at the time. So then I burnt myself out, surprise, surprise. <laughs> so, And then I, you know, in looking for what would I be doing next, I had gotten a lot of benefit from working with my life coach way back before life coaching was um, a thing. And it was just, you know, such a rich experience. I did a 180 on my life. Um, I thank that for overcoming depression. I, that's the reason why I'm married to a wonderful man. It's just everything that coaching did for me. It's also the thing that helped me to find a career that I was truly passionate about. And then unfortunately I burnt myself out. But (laughs) so in that then looking for you know what would be next i um realized that i wanted to pay this thing forward this coaching thing forward and up until that point i didn't know that that i could become a coach because my coach in london was also a psychologist so somehow i just thought that you needed to be a psychologist but long story short i then found out that now you can get certified and uh so i emailed my um coach and i was like do you think i could do this And she was like, absolutely, you are the proof that coaching works, so go and do it. And 
Yeah, that's how I then started working with people. And so first people came to me like, how did you do this 180 from corporate to starting a business? And then the more I worked with people, the more they wanted to talk about growing their business. And so I started a mastermind group, etc. And then before long, I was working with these multiple six and seven figure business owners. And it was all they all experienced this thing. And so if you are experiencing this problem in your business that you're finding leadership really hard, you're feeling like an imposter or there's a lot of drama happening around it internally or externally you are not alone i everyone struggles with this specifically if you're a solopreneur that started off doing everything in your business the chief everything officer that we all we all know that role like Miley knows it i know it like we all know it you listeners oh, yes. know it <laughs> um and so Moving into becoming the leader and seeing yourself as the leader in your business is so important and it's so difficult because you're bumping up against a whole bunch of mindset stuff that isn't necessarily true, but it is running you a little bit. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for like kicking us off with this because I think you hit on so many things that I want to dive deeper into for sure. I'm like, Go wait, keep it. talking because it's so good. Um, okay. So let's start off by talking about the first thing you mentioned, which is like treating your business as your baby, because mm -hmm. I know that's something that I have done for so long and, you know, growing my team, I call them my small, but mighty team. I've got four people and myself and, you know, I have started to really learn to delegate, but that was so difficult for me mm -hmm. because I was the chief everything officer. I was very much like, this business that I've built or these multiple businesses that I've built, because I'm similarly to you, I'm like kind of multi-passionate. I've had multiple careers and I just like feel like I have to have my hand in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so I, I have a hard time letting go. And I think that's such a common theme. So I'd love to hear from you. Like, how do you stop doing that? Or like, why is it important to stop doing that in the first place? Yeah, so I think let's start with like why it's important and you've touched on it now. If when you continue to view your baby or your business as your baby, then that business, you're always going to be very personally attached to that business. So your emotions are going to be running a lot of your decision making because your ego will be very intertwined with your business. And then as soon as you start hiring people, and your team grows a little bit bigger and it's then it becomes very difficult for you to lead those people or to give away a certain piece of your business because what solopreneurs often do is that they uh, hire assistants but you you don't want assistants you want people who can own the role that you're assigning to them so that you can create some bandwidth in your in your brain because you are extraordinary you have a visionary strat like growth strategist mindset and so the more you can stay in that the less you're going to burn yourself out and so to do that you have to free up this brain space and so hiring assistants and telling them what to do versus hiring a marketing manager or a creative brand strategist or whomever the thing the person is that you're going to have on your team and letting them own that role is two very different things and so you have to start thinking about it in that way too and so it, when you are able to make that shift of like oh okay 
I am here to be the visionary. I'm here to be the growth strategist. I'm here to own whatever it is that makes me magic in my business and then let go of everything else because then the people around me are actually going to support me to bring my vision into life. So the way I normally explain it to people is having like a triangle and it's thinking about what your business needs. And then on the other, like underneath that, like the, the tip of the, the triangle is then you on the one side being the visionary and then your employees on the other side. And so that helps you to think about like how to even be in a relationship with your employees because that gets sticky as well. Like you want to be liked and so you show up in that energy versus like, oh no, actually this is what we want to do. And me saying or telling you or giving you direction or even not agreeing with you has nothing to do with being liked. It's what the business needs right now. It's not my ego and what it needs. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I think that makes total sense. And it's something that I think, um, you know, you don't think about until you get into some situations where you start hiring on and you start finding yourself doing all those things, like wanting to be liked and, and starting off your relationship, like maybe in not the healthiest way. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. So how, how would you advise somebody who's listening to this and maybe they think like, okay, so that's where I'm at. My mm -hmm. business is my baby. I maybe have a virtual assistant it's not actually freeing up my time. And that's such an interesting, I never think about it that way, but because we've had episodes about hiring on your first assistant, we've had virtual assistants on the podcast talking through like, you know, how to, how to navigate that relationship. But I have spoken to many people who hire on a virtual assistant or an, or an in-person assistant. And they're like, I mean, it's helpful. Like it's giving me some time back, but I thought it would be more helpful. And mm -hmm. now that you're giving this perspective, I'm thinking, could this be why? And how do we overcome that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is where you really have to put your, again, put your ego aside, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you really want to, so what is more important, being right and being the smartest person in the room or executing your vision and letting your baby graduate from Harvard and start paying you dividends? That's, that's what you want to start thinking. The more you hang on and cling on and control, the more you are prohibiting your vision from coming true faster, and the more you're getting sucked into the day to day. And so when you are then thinking of hiring, assistants are wonderful. I love them. I love assistants and assistants need, they need structure and they need SOPs and they need step-by-steps. So when you're hiring, if you're at all looking for someone to think outside the box or to come on and give you new ideas and a, fresh, a breath of fresh air or a different way to think about things, then you're no longer looking for an assistant. That is not an assistant's job. They are literally here to do step-by-step-by-step-by-step work. Some of them will have some ideas and new ways to do it. And hopefully you're hiring an assistant who can build a process for you. Please make sure that your assistant can do that. Specifically, if you're a creative systems, I'm going to guess is not your strongest suit. So get a technical VA, someone who really knows her stuff, who you can rattle a bunch of stuff off and they'll go and create a process for you. That's efficient. But now 
when you go to the point where you want to um, have this other person in the room with you that comes in, not necessarily as your subordinate, but more as your equal and the person that you're going to support to execute your vision, then you want to start thinking about the skill set that that person would have, like think outside the box, um, creative strategy or whatever they're going to bring to the table for you. Be very specific on what you want from them and then really be very verbal on what you want from that person as you're communicating with them. And so this is where um, I like to always refer to the four agreements, be impeccable with your speech. So when you start hiring people, you have to get so clear with your communication and that's going to help you a lot as a leader in your business. Oh yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, I think even uh, in thinking through my last hire, how much better it went having her onboarded and having her on the team now, because Mm -hmm. I've experienced what tremendous difficulty comes from vague communication. Oh yes. It, It was like night and day. And so I appreciate you bringing that up because I think that is something that we're like, oh, well, we'll just figure it out as we go. And it's like, no, you need to figure it out before you bring somebody in. Otherwise, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Because you, your your role when you step out of chief everything officer and into the growth strategist visionary person becomes more a role of supporting the person in your business to execute your vision. So it becomes like, how can I make this easier for you? What's going to help you? What systems do you need? What assistance do you need? That's more what your job becomes. So it's way different from the doing work that we all uh, do when we start our businesses and get very comfortable. It sort of becomes like this, but this is my comfort zone. And so now I need to be here. And so now I need to be go helicopter parent over there as well. <laughs> because I don't want to let go of the doing. Working and growing your business beyond a certain level requires you to start working completely differently. And that means no more doing. And it's a lot more strategy, thinking, research work and supporting of your your, um, team. Yeah, that's super helpful. Where do you find that people get the most stuck in this process of switching over their mindset from doing it all to trying to scale their business through leadership? Like, where do you find that people get really caught up and can't necessarily get past that hurdle? Okay, so there's quite a few places, actually. So it's imposter syndrome, like thinking, oh, I didn't go to business school. I never took a leadership um, course. So how could I possibly lead other people? But leadership is an inside job. So if you know yourself and you know your strengths and how you operate and your values of your business and you show up as that, then you're going to do an okay job. Also, there is no perfect version of a leader. You are going to mace up, own it, take responsibility for it. So when you do that, that that really is going to help you. Okay, so then the other reason why they get very tripped up is this whole letting go of control. And that is a trust issue that you have or don't have with your business. And normally when we bring that back, that's going to be an underlying belief of not being enough um, 
or something that happened in your past that's causing you to act in a certain way now like and that's usually a belief right like something happened in our past now we take that as like this is the norm this is how we're gonna see these things in future and how things happen in future so i have to act xyz so you really want to um dive into that and go and see like what are my beliefs here and i call it the up level formula which is this little thing that i use with my clients that basically goes like okay the result that i want is x so if you want to release and you want to trust your team and you want to empower them then what do you have to believe what do you have to say what do you have to think and what do you have to feel and how do you have to show up and act to get that result so that definitely is a lot like it's so interesting because um, I run this program called the up level program where I work with this foundational piece of the business that needs to happen for you to show up and really lead. And I had someone do this program in October and they came back with me or to me yesterday and they were like, oh my word, I've had all these ahas. And one of them was like, I all of a sudden realized that when I was little, I was taught this way. And so I showed up in my business like this and that frustrated my team. And now that I know I want to correct this. And so now they have the up-level formula to help them to do that. Um, so you do need to go there if you're going to lead people. You have to go deep within yourself because that's how you grow and how you expand. Yeah. And I think that's so hard. Like, I think that's such a difficult thing for so many people to do. I can totally understand why that would be a really big hurdle that you would encounter because people generally don't want to have to relive things that were difficult or that, you know, foundationally shifted the way that they think or view things. Um, no. And I think also, you know, my, like the talk of mindset and the way people talk about mindset online has become very dumbed down and like been this rah, rah, think positive BS that like drives me up a wall because that's not what it is. Like I am plenty full of crap and in a bad mood, but like I still show up and do the thing because of my mindset. Like it's got nothing to do with being positive, having a can do attitude sure but that's because i'm working on my mindset so i think that there's a big disconnect in this deeper self-development personal development work that needs to happen that people have slapped a very cheap shallow label of this is mindset work on and so instead everybody gravitates towards i need the silver bullet strategy give me the strategy 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 the thing is the strategy is only going to work when you adapt the strategy to work with your personal development work that you've done otherwise the strategy is it's not going to make you act it's not going to you know help you to do the thing it's just, it's your comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. So where would you advise somebody to like start, like to get started working on their mindset? Because I do agree. I think that you hear mindset, it's almost become like this buzzword in the entrepreneurial space <laughs> where it, it, you don't, it's like lost its meaning to where when I hear it now, I'm almost like, okay, well, what does that mean to you? Do I need to like hold a crystal? Like, is this like some kind of like woo woo thing or is it actual like development that I have to put work into. And so I'm excited to hear like where people can, can get started in that journey or like, you know, just what advice you would have for them. 
So actually, yeah. So there's a couple of things. You can buy my book when it comes out in May. Yes. <laughs> no, definitely. Please tell us more. Yeah. So it's going to be called The Up Level Project. If you you know, want to know more, um, you can just visit my website. But I think the first thing is just becoming aware of the thoughts. So yes, so definitely this is where you would start. Become aware of the thoughts that you're continually thinking about this certain thing. Like for instance, we all have heard the, you know, it takes blood, sweat and tears to be successful. And so now if that is your belief or society's like, this is the way we run things, then your thoughts around it's going to be like, oh my God, it's going to be so much work to achieve that goal. And so if you're there thinking that, then you're probably saying stuff like, oh, it's so hard. It's so much work. And then from there, you're going to go, well, now I don't particularly feel very motivated. So now you're going to show up with like, oh, I don't want to do this thing today. And then you're going to get your results, right? So the up-level formula. So if you want more on the up-level formula, just go to my website for forward slash daily practice and i give like a, a really good how to connect to your vision how to really inspire you to achieve your goal and then i also go through this up level formula thing so you can go there but if you if you're like come on i don't want to go there i just want like the, the cheat sheet start to just question where your thoughts coming from and not all thoughts are true like they really are not they're bullshit for the most part like they're not true they're just a thought that you have because of the way that you were raised because of things that you believe and so the more you can get onto yourself we're like well that's not true I don't have to believe that I don't have to attach meaning to that right because that's where meditation comes from sitting with your thoughts and not attaching yourself to them just letting it go because it's just a thought but you decide whether you make it a big deal or a thing and what you make it mean. So that would be the first place where I start. Just start to notice, like, what are you thinking? I think that's so powerful. I'm going to definitely take you up on heading to your website and we will link all of that information in our show notes because I'm definitely going to go find it and, <laughs> and use it <laughs> as it. well. Yeah, that's really exciting. I love that. And I appreciate you sharing um, that like first step that people can take. So, okay. Got kind of guiding us back as we're wrapping up, you know, to the conversation about leadership and, and how to really, you know, step into becoming that powerful leader. Um, if you have any additional things that you wanted to share about, you know, stepping into powerful leadership and drama-free leadership, please, I would love to hear them because I've really enjoyed uh, all the insightful things that you've shared so far. Yeah, so I think the first step is making the commitment to yourself that you're going to do this, right? Like not, you're not going to accomplish anything without that commitment. That's really the first step to achieving anything is at how committed am I to showing up and being a better person tomorrow? I think the other thing is just allowing yourself some grace and taking off the pressure of being perfect. Because, you know, and that's another thing that people talk about all the all a lot, because Brené Brown has also brought this up about the being vulnerable, right? And I was like, oh, my God, how do I be vulnerable? But vulnerability is just be honest, just be radically honest with like, this is I am annoyed right now. And here's why. 
or acknowledging your team members frustration like just you know in coaching we do the whole like acknowledge the person's feeling then get curious about why they're feeling that way and then ask them a powerful question so when you're leading your team or leading yourself starting with that acknowledgement and you can only do that when you first just take responsibility for yourself and go i am feeling say it here's why can you please help me from your team member I love that. That's so helpful. Uh, okay. And then of course, my signature question is what's your unpopular opinion on this topic? I think probably the thing is like that leadership is an inside job. It sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. And it's really something where you're only going to grow and be able to lead as far or as high as you have gone in within yourself. And nobody, like we all, like, I think we're all out there trying to get all the leadership tips, but the leadership tips is again, not going to do anything for you if you are not doing the work consistently. So leadership development is just personal development. They've just slapped a cute name on it. I love that. I'm over here like, dang, that was good. I love that. Thank you so much. Okay. So tell everybody where they can find you. I mean, we're obviously going to link you everywhere, but I want, I want anybody to be able to know where they can connect with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So you can find me. I'm normally on Instagram the most like at Hanukkah Antonelli. That's a mouthful. So just head to the show notes to go and spell that for yourself. Um, and then if you want that daily practice, as Lenny said, we are going to be linking to that as well. So it's just my website for, forward slash daily practice. And then, yeah, you can poke around and you can get in touch. There are all sorts of forms and yeah, that is it. I can't, really. I can't wait to read your book when it comes out too. That's so oh, exciting. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for your excitement. It's, it's definitely been quite the journey. Um, writing it is, it's a bit of a different business book and actually it, it happened as a result of reading a business book. And I had this like this group that I was running that we had a book club in and after the umpteenth like business book, I was like, oh my God, someone's going to do something better here. <laughs> so anyway, so I have written this book. It's got a bit of a memoir flair in it. So you're going to really learn how I've learned all these lessons. And it's definitely going to help you to become a better leader in your business as it covers a lot of what we spoke about today. So yes, thank you for the excitement. Yes, I'm so excited for you. And I'm excited for everybody to be able to check that out too. Yes. Yeah. The up-level project coming May. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank That's you. awesome. Thank you so much for being here. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to so here's the thing podcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.